talk us through those 80 minutes. No, we prepared to win. We knew that we were here to make history. The whole week, that's what we told ourselves. And you know what? I'm so proud of the boys. Absolutely humbled. And the guys came out. They played with enormous testicles. And we absolutely did it. Fantastic effort. I'm such a happy captain. Hi, and welcome to another Dropped Kickoff podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Stockman, uh, Stockman Rugby. Uh, the Stockman Rugby is a volunteer amateur organisation um, set up by, amongst others, um, Sean Macken. Uh, and the idea of the Stockman Rugby is to tie, you know, club rugby and, um, you know, not even Subbies rugby, but any old club across the nation, club rugby, um, with maybe semi-pro and, in some cases, pro rugby. Um, they're in about four weeks. They're going to play the Western Force in Perth on the 25th of August. Um, so we have here today me and Nick, uh, the other Nick, as always. Nick, you, hello, how are you? I'm good, mate. Glad to good. glad to be here as well. Yep. So we yeah we basically had a chat to two different two had a two half yeah podcast, didn't we? Indeed. Um, so in the first half, it's uh, Nick and Nick and Nick Henderson who will be uh, coaching the Stockmen uh, in Perth. Um, and I believe the, the also we should mention the Wednesday before the game they're going to be playing the the fourth the fourth youth. Um, Nick Nick's day job is the uh, he's the elite youth development manager Melbourne Rebels. But we'll just we just talked to him today about his role with. Uh, the Stockman's coaching staff. Um, Nick, you will talk to Sean Macken, the co-founder, about the Stockman's, uh, the, the role of the Stockman's in promoting mental health. Could you give us a little teaser as to what that will be about? Yeah, absolutely. So, basically, there's two major sides to Stockman Rugby. Uh, we, kind of, we advertised it a little bit in our news segment a few, uh, a few weeks back. One side is the, is the rugby things. And uh, the other side of uh, of the of it is mental health. So the I'll find a chat to um, to John Macken, who's kind of like one of the main founders of uh, of Stockton Rugby, and talked about kind of the whole uh, men's mental health side uh, to Stockton Rugby as well. Okay, cool. Well, without further ado, um, here's the first half of the podcast. So joining us this week on the Drops Kickoff, once again, we seem to be making a habit of this. We seem to be inviting three Nicks on the podcast. Um, so joining us this week is the Rebels Elite Development Manager. I hope I've got that correct. Nick Henderson. Nick, how are you, mate? Howdy, fellas. How are you? Very, I'm good, very thanks, good, mate. mate. Good to have you on the podcast. But to, just to kind of kick off... Um, so we're here because of uh, Stockman's Rugby, and you've got an upcoming fixture... Um, against the Western Force in April. Um, but kind of just for those who kind of listen to our podcast uh, who aren't familiar, what exactly is Stockman's Rugby? Yeah, look, I mean, I got introduced to the to the Stockman Rugby group through a good mate of mine, Guy Shepherdson, who I've played a, a lot of rugby with um, at the Brumbies when we're both sort of growing up through the through the Brumbies Academy and then like enough to <clears throat> debut in our first sort of super rugby game together and um, obviously been close mates ever since and 
he actually gave me a call a couple of months ago and, and raised the question that I'd be interested in, in coaching or getting involved with the Stockman. And to be honest, I, I didn't have much sort of information to go on until uh, Shep sort of explained a, you know, a lot more around it. He'd been involved with them for sort of 12 months. Um, I know last year he was uh, on the tour with them to New Zealand and unfortunately got an injury before he could go to Argentina with them. But um, since then, I've ha- had some really good conversations with Phil Mackin, who, who sort of drives the Stockman rugby. And I guess, in summary, it's it's kind of, it's a rugby team that uses you know, rugby as a vehicle to provide opportunities for aspiring young athletes from from the country to to so I guess sort of seek a you know, a development opportunity. Um, and I guess one of the main focuses within that within the team is the discussion around men's health um, and some of the specifics. You know, around sort of suicide, depression, substance abuse, and uh, you know things that are relative to you know young young blokes coming up or growing up in Australia at the moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so, kind of one of the things that you've done, you mentioned about it was they also do um, do tours. So I know you've done a couple of tours to New Zealand and most recently Argentina. Were you involved with those, or was it more of a, or was that kind of a, a recent thing or a recent addition? No, that was last year, I think, 2008, uh, 2017, that they, they went on a tour to New Zealand and Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, obviously, probably, you know, sort of stepping up a notch in terms of playing, you know, Western, Western Foresight over in Perth, which, as we all know, have been pretty much training professionally for the last sort of six months. So it's probably a big step forward for Stockman Rugby and, you know, one that will, you know, hopefully raise the profile of it. Um, and get some more support behind it because I think it's you know it's got some fantastic some fantastic attributes from a not a rug, not just a rugby point of view but you know dealing with some issues that are pretty prevalent at the moment in in society especially with young males and especially young males that are in the bush. Mm, yeah. Um, so the the Stockman's mental health thing is that um, was that like now you've you was that part of a mental health initiative or Stockman's created and you and then you were like hey let's use it for um, promoting this uh, area of concern now my understanding is just talking to Sean it's always been something that's been a big part of the program because rugby's I guess rugby it's not the only thing that's the reason why these you know, young rugby players and, and young males sort of get involved with the side um, it, it, I guess the program and the team Certainly, like to think of it as more than just rugby, and it's, it really has a big focus to get involved, and that's a run it through through Sean and and others, but also you know, in terms of selecting the, the blokes that come into the side to play, then there's also some consideration given to their background, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sort of maybe coming from to be involved with a side like this. Yeah, right. Um, have has. Um have you got any traction from like big, uh, like let's say mental health initiatives that have seen the work you've done and gone, hey, we could really incorporate that into what we do? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm, I'm probably not the best place to answer. I mean, Sean, has, uh, Sean Mackin has been the behind it in the last couple of weeks that I've been in discussions with him. He's going to talk to about it and can probably give you a really good insight. Mm-hmm. Stockman rugby and the work that they do with the Little Windows Foundation, um, and he's he's probably the next point of call, I guess, for the podcast because he's yeah, he's been a fantastic person for me to have a chat to on the phone, and he's 
and enlightened me to what Stockman is and what it stands for. Um, but in terms of the background and the mental health side of things, it's you know I guess I'm sort of the, the rugby side of it, and uh-huh. all the work, all the good work that they're doing around mental health has certainly come from him and, and others that are involved with the side. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's still a really good initiative that they're that they're, that the Stocklands are involved with. But um, as mentioned, because you, you're obviously on more on the rugby side, and you know this re- you'll be in August, you'll be playing uh, you'll be playing the Force. What has kind of been? How did this? I actually am really curious. How did this this little fixture come about? Um, what's kind of your experience been with the Force in in setting up this game? Yeah, look, I've, uh, again, I've only had limited emails sent through to me from Sean to some of the, some of the um, time that it's taken to organise, and it has been a little while, but I think it's been a bit of an issue between the two, between the force and obviously stopping rugby and Sean, and, you know, I think they've had some pretty good discussions about trying to get the game up and running, um, and finally got it over the line probably about a month ago, and uh, it's a great opportunity for stop. To, again, as I said before, sort of grow the profile by playing a you know a, a professional side like the Western Force, um, and I guess from the Western Force point of view, they're you know, looking for as much rugby at the moment that they can sort of absorb because of the success of the season. And you know, they've probably got a lot of guys there that are itching to play more football, and it probably yeah. serves you know, you know both sides of the fence quite well. So just as an aside, um, because you're with the Rebels, how, how have you found, uh, I mean, with the Rebels as well, how do you find interacting with the Force? Like, working, because the Rebels played the Force uh, during June? Yep, they did, yep. Yeah, so did, were you were you involved with them going over to uh, Perth in June much? No, not at all. <laughs> right. sort of area operations is really is really around sort of elite youth and right. um, you know we've sort of got, sort of got a, a national focus I guess from from the franchises and rugby Australia in terms of that under 20s age group and so most of the work gets done with our young up and coming players and um, you know once they get to a point in time where they're good enough to be you know training with the main squad or contract to the main squad then. Mm-hmm. You know they're, they're they're moved on into the uh, the professional arm of the organ, which is the you know, which is the rebel setup. So no, nothing to do with really the game in, that was held back in June. Um, but I think you know there's obviously a lot of lot of emotion around it with all the um, with all the goings on that happened last year. But you know I think you've got two groups of players there that <laughs> ground and you know certainly centered in that game. And then I think you know whilst there was no love loss, it was a traditional sort of rivalry there anyway. But you know, both sets of players can can appreciate that you know the fun that they had in that game and the, uh, yeah, and the, the ability to play some rugby against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of as leading on from that, because you mentioned you're like you've done elite, you're the elite um, youth development manager. Um, is like having something like um, the Stockies a really good uh, thing for you? Because I mean, you're on the lookout for lots of young talent. You're on the look. Uh, the lookout for kind of uh, young ex- aspiring club players is that like the chance to actually see those players and be involved with the, with those with younger players is that was, was that a big reason why you really enjoy kind of doing stockies rugby? Uh, it's probably totally the opposite. I think <laughs> I think um, you know as I said I hadn't sort of heard of Stockman rugby other than my good mate Chef who spoke of it last year and he was going on tour with them. I had a bit of a just a small idea about what it was. Like. 
it was really brought about just through his phone call and his introduction through to Sean McInerney, who's the CEO of the Little Windmills Charity and and, and of Stockman Rugby, and and uh, you know I've also you know, quite quite enjoyed my coaching and you know, I've coached at various levels across the last couple of years. But when an opportunity came up to get involved um, from a coaching perspective, I always was sort of interested. But then I guess the discussion around what the team stood for and. And then having a good chat with Sean around what sort of values the team holds dear and, you know, I guess seeing an opportunity like this to, to coach a team in a week's preparation, you know, going into a game against the professional side, you don't really get those opportunities too often now because it's all, you know, rugby is so professional everywhere in the world that very rarely does an amateur team play a professional team. And I think the challenge of that, coupled with, the, as I said, the... Um, what, what the what the Stockman Rugby brand stands for, and, and the the I guess the characteristics of the of the rugby players they're trying to bring in, um, that was something I really jumped at, and I'm probably doing it more from from a really fun, you know, just I look at it as a really fun thing to do and enjoyable thing to do because it's got a great cause behind it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how what's your how are you going to do this? What's your plan to get? Uh, 25 blokes who probably mostly haven't met each other before like get together in a team what's your plan? Oh, that's a great question I don't think I've got an answer for it yet I don't think I've got an answer for it yet but I think I think, I think one of the good things is because everyone's you know everyone's coming in as you said it's it's almost like a barbarians team where uh, you know you're just getting guys in to play a one off match and you have a couple of training sessions and you go out and give it a red hot crack and it's funny how quickly you know a team like that can gel and bond together, um, and I think you know I haven't been involved with Stockton's before, so I'm interested to see what some of the things that Sean and I have planned around the side. But I do know that there's you know not just the rugby side of things and the training, but I know talking to Sean, there's some important sort of little workshops they do discussing those sort of mental health issues, and and which will bring this team really close together straight away. I think. And you know, I'm interested to see how they how they're doing that and and get involved with it because it's, mm. as I said, it's not just about the rugby. There are other things there, and you know, if winning if winning was the only outcome from getting these, these this group of guys together, then you know, you, you would have been training months ago. But you know, I, I like that I like that sort of old school approach of just getting together for a week out and training and going out and playing. I think it's exciting. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it does. It's a very unique kind of. Um, thing within, like, I've something that I personally hadn't really heard of until, you know, you know, you guys got in contact with us. Um, kind of yep. leading on to that, like, Aussie rugby has done, like, there, while you mentioned going to your earlier point that, you know, there isn't a lot of cases in, not just in Aussie rugby, but in general, that you have a professional team playing an amateur team. Um, you know, but in the past, they have, when the game wasn't as professional, you did have, like, a lot of those, a lot of those teams kind of play each other. How important do you think games are like this for the Aussie rugby landscape, and also, you know, for the the connect the influence or kind of the the place that rugby has, um, you know, for the stockies and also for the teams? Yeah, I guess games like this uh, they sort of bring about the old sort of David versus Goliath kind of analogy, where um, mm. you know, and probably in some ways soccer do this with the with the with the cup they have at the start of the year, where you've got all the amateur teams in Australia, sort of you know fighting out a, a do-or-die knockout competition where they can then end up playing against the professional sides in the A-League. So 
there, there are some sort of precedents set at the moment with, with soccer that are still doing it. But in terms of rugby, it hasn't been done. Well, it doesn't get done that often. Um, you know, it might have been done back in the day when you know you had maybe New South Wales country would have played a New South Wales side or you know a, a Queensland Queensland red side back in the day, but. It hasn't happened in recent memory. Um, it's certainly something that's, as I said, it's an exciting sort of point of difference, I think, because you know we, we watch a lot of professional rugby and there's the pressure on it behind the, the winning and losing. But you know, it, you'd love to think there's some support there for the Stockman's rugby to be taking on a professional sporting side, you know, a team of amateurs, which are, you know, which is which is David versus the Western Force who've been training professionally for six months, mm. and your typical Goliath sort of situation. So. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's certainly, I think there's some strings there in terms of a community rugby perspective that most people can find or, or relate to and get behind. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a novelty and it is actually quite an exciting concept that ties uh, grassroots back to uh, the professional scene. Uh, in your, you know, position at the Rebels and, you know, with the Stocklands, do you think there might, you know, rugby's really struggling for a, you know, good press and, you know, um, a bit of a wow factor out there generally in the Australian sporting landscape. Do you think perhaps that maybe something like this, maybe not Stockman's, but amateur barbarians pre-season game against, let's say, the Rebels, do you think that could really be something that could energise um, the Australian rugby scene? Oh, I do. I mean, it's... Obviously, a tough one because professional rugby point of view, they're not short on other professional rugby clubs to play. Mm. I come here because everyone's looking for trial games, so you know, super rugby preparation. It just comes down to the timing, and I guess the potentially maybe the reason for holding such a game. And I think if both teams can find some common ground as to why they would like to, why they'd like to play it, then I think it's. You know, it's probably an easy, easy thing to do. The hard thing is within professional rugby is finding windows of opportunity, um, and they're not always easy to find. Given that they're, they're, they are, you know, run to the uh, degree in terms of time, and, and a lot of these things get planned years and you know a year or two in advance. So, look, I'm, I'd, I'd be hopeful to say that yeah, it's maybe something that maybe you know. One of the five professional teams in Australia might look at playing down the track, um, and, and could invigorate certainly some of the, you know, some of the. I think sometimes those pre-season trials lack a lot of interest for supporters and, and mm. people in the community. So playing a game like this might be might be something to create something behind it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it seems it kind of seems like a a logical thing to kind of engage the community in, in and present kind of that. Yeah. That connection of, of amateur and professional, um, that so many of those players and stuff actually start out, you know, like everyone else playing those amateur, playing in amateur clubs, having a crack and then going on to do it. I think it would be a great idea to kind of co- connect more people to the yeah. game. Um, actually, there's a good point on yeah, that. Um, oh, no, I was just saying, I think, I think you're exactly right. I mean, that, those guys that are, you know, potentially playing the Stockland side will, Will come from clubs that'll be, you know, interested to see how their guys go and stuff in rugby. And I think that's the link that's important, and that's the, the link through Super Rugby. That's also support behind the teams is the fact that most of these guys have come from amateur club rugby sides, and you know, to have a, a side being pulled together in a week's preparation, the people behind them, the family, the supporters from the club rugby landscape, uh, kind of would jump on board and, and show some interest in it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Out of kind of wondering, have any of 
like, because obviously Stockman's has been around for a little while. Um, have any of those kind of uh, players who in the past have played for Stockman's ever gone on to receive offers from clubs off the back of their Stockman performances that, that you're aware of? Is it kind of, has it really been a launch pad for a lot of those uh, players who've played Stockman's? Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I reckon <clears throat> Sean would have the answers to the questions of Sean Acker, but yeah, I'm not too sure. But I, you'd like to think that if it hasn't been in the past, if, it hasn't been, if there haven't been players that have come through Stockman's to maybe then kickstart you know, an opportunity maybe in Sydney or Brisbane and then get signed to a club, uh, to a professional side, that you know, it's certainly a vehicle then. If games like this can continue to be... I guess put into the Stockman program, then you're going to have guys that see it as uh, you know career path sort of opportunity with their rugby. Um, but as I said before, the, the Stockman vehicle isn't just rugby; it's also about the the mental health side of things and the people mm. that they're getting involved. So it's kind of a it's probably a, a bit of a balancing act between the three. Um, and I, from what I understand, talking to Shep in the past, it's been doing well and, and, and done in a while that makes being involved with the side such a joy, enjoyable experience. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think I completely agree as well. It's really good about that. Um, kind of like as a, as a wrap-up point, because obviously you're playing the force. Um, you're, what day, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the details about that one? Where, like, what day? Where are we playing? Uh, where's the kickoff? Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> I've got some details maybe from Sean, but. The, the games, and I think it's on the 20... Check my calendar here. It is on Saturday, the 25th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have kickoff time yet, but I know I think it's going to be played at, at one of the... Um, I don't think it'll be played at NIB Stadium yes. at one of the club rugby grounds, which would be great because it's... You know, it sort of brings spectators in and supporters in nice a game and you know, gives it that real sort of, you know... Club rugby kind of feel for it, yeah. um, you know, playing it in front of their fans. So, um, yeah, Saturday the twenty fifth of twenty fifth of August is the is the kickoff date, and uh, certainly preparation into you know for you know, a lot of amateur guys is, is probably unlike anything they've done before in terms of just a single minded focus on this game. So I'm actually you know really excited about being involved and. More excited about getting over there and getting stuck into some, uh, you know, some training and meeting a, a bunch of blow and, and sort of going out with them. I guess a, a, a shared common bond of you know, playing a game of footy. Mm, absolutely. I think also in addition, because I think it's that's the week before the start of the NRC too. So it is. It is correct. A good. It'll be a, like it'll hopefully promote a good vibe of, um, you know, encourage because I mean the NRC again, like kind of Stockman's rugby, really is about promoting good things or more on the rugby sense um but kind of promoting the game and promoting younger players as well and but you've got the added bonus of, of all the stuff that Stockholm represents i think it'll be a really great day as well yeah totally. it does fall on a really again i think it's the weekend in between the super rugby final and the nrc kicking off um so yeah it allows access to most of the players around australia i think which you might be going at and playing on that weekend in terms of a grand final, but certainly all the others aren't involved in that to, to be part of it. So it's perfect timing, and on a weekend where there's probably little or no rugby, it, it allows you know, everyone to have some, you know, maybe maybe tune in and, and you know, being streamed online and to, to get behind it and watch it. Yeah, exactly. Sounds great. Um, so just a final wrap-up. We've got 25th of August in Perth. 
uh, Western Force versus Stockman's Rugby. Um, and just do you want a final shout out? Uh, do you guys have any particular uh, mental health charities you maybe want to shout out? The, I know the, the main charity behind behind Stockman Rugby is the Little Windmills, the Country Kids Charity. Um, mm-hmm. Now I know that's not the mental health side of things, and Sean is again the person to talk to about you know the charities that they might support or get assistance from. Um, but look, I think you know there's some really good people involved with the Stockman's rugby and I think the you know, I think the what what they stand for and what they promote is, you know, is something that, that I certainly want to be involved in and a lot of good people that I know that I respect their opinions of are keen to be involved too. So but yeah, at the that's about all I really sort of know at the moment around the Stockman's and the mental health side of it. It's not something I've had too many discussions with Sean about because most of it has been about the rugby yeah. side of it. Yeah. Mm. Sure, for sure, no doubt. Um, we'll just we'll we'll find it. We'll just drop a link below uh, below the page when we publish the pod. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, thanks for coming on, Nick. Um, do you have anything else you just want to say? No, look, it's been great, fellas. I'd just like to say thank you for thank you for the call, and you know it's a fantastic opportunity just to just to promote Stockman's rugby, and you know as I said before, if, if it's on a, a good weekend. And, but there's no rugby on. Hopefully, we can get some support behind us as we take on the uh, the Goliath of the of the of the Western Force over there in Perth. Yeah, great. Looking forward to it. Love to see how you get these boys whipped into shape in a week. <laughs> <laughs> shape would be the big issue, I think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> myself, oh, myself okay. in that, I think. <laughs> All right. Thanks for coming on, Nick. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries, mate. Catch you around. So, yeah, that was our the first part of our podcast where we had a chat to Sean, to Nick Henderson, rather, um, the Elite Youth Development Manager of, um, of the Melbourne Rebels, or Victorian Rugby Union. And so for this second part, where we kind of talk about the, uh, the, uh, mental, first, the mental health side of Stockman's Rugby, I um, got the chance to, ch- uh, to chat with Sean Macken one of the founders of Stockman Rugby. So, yeah, enjoy. So for our second little interview about the Stockman's Rugby and their match up against the Western Force, I'm uh, joined by Sean Macken, who is the founder and organiser of Stockman Rugby. Sean, good to have you, mate. Yeah, Nick, thanks for having us on. Absolutely, mate. No, it's it's great. Uh, this little this thing, this initiative, and uh, this match that you're putting together. Um, so, as kind of Hendo had already mentioned, we've um, we have kind of talked a lot about the rugby side of things, but um, in a lot through a lot of his interview, he also mentioned that there's a lot of support of mental health uh, that Stockman's does. So, how did kind of Stockman's became become involved in in mental health or on the mental health side of things? It was a pretty organic uh, thing for us. We reckon rugby is a great vehicle to um, drive something like that, the mental health message. Uh, Stockman Rugby overall is an opportunity for um, players from remote, rural and regional areas, country areas particularly, um, to develop as players and, and get a sporting opportunity that's not afforded them a lot of the time. Uh, but then, you know, every everything we do... Uh, in life, uh, as with this thing, we try and maximise opportunities. What else can we get out of it? And so we, when we're providing, uh, well, that was the roots of it anyway, providing country blokes opportunities uh, to tour and to play 
at a higher level of rugby um, that they wouldn't otherwise get. We thought, what else can we do with this? So we started having a look around uh, at some of the issues facing the bush, um, a young men in general across Australia, uh, and that men's health issue just kept poking its head up. Um, so many country towns across Australia of uh, and, and, and rugby clubs, whether it be mm. um, in Sydney and in Brisbane, uh, whether it be regional clubs, um, you know, they get touched with uh, someone making uh, a life-altering and ending decision um, every once in a while. So there's a, with, a, with enough of that going on, then we had a look at the domestic violence statistics, mm. uh, the substance abuse statistics. Uh, that men's health thing began to be something that we got quite passionate about. So rugby is just a vehicle to provide that next step in someone's development for an aspiring player. But then talk about stuff. You know, that team environment, Nick, is really important. To You can put things on the table in that safe space that you can't anywhere else. And the Australian male used to be able to do it probably at the pub when you're more social or... Um, you know, when you get together with your mates, we talk less now, I think, and we have less social spaces. So that sporting environment where it's a safe team thing, mm. uh, you know, is a great place to start opening up and supporting each other. We, when we toured Argentina last year, had a session before we played quite a good team uh, in Rosario and put 65 points on this team that was... Very good. Mm. Um, it galvanised the day before over men's health. And mm. here's a few tears and uh, some guys talk, some guys are comfortable just to listen. Yeah. Uh, some people are quite uncomfortable, but it's it's attacking this thorny issue and making a real difference. And these guys that, that get together in our squad, uh, they're all sporting leaders. So they'll go back to their community and their clubs uh, and, and hopefully it'll, it'll make a difference over time uh, in remote, rural, regional areas uh, around the stigma of it, uh, but also um, some of the problems associated with it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It sounds like a like I mean the fact that you've been able to do things like the the like you did a New Zealand tour and as you mentioned a an Argentinian tour. Um, that it highlights kind of the the power that that things like this can have and the power of of sport. Um, you're are you you're originally from the country, aren't you? Are you uh, originally from the country or...? Yeah, so, well, sort of. We In 2014, we toured Ireland as well. Um, mm. And so we did the Emerald Island I'll tour with a whole group of guys as well. So each little expression that we've done, along with a few domestic tours around Australia, have been really special. Um, the, the squad's special, uh, the, the games we play, the, there's, there's friendships in rugby in, rugby in particular that are made for life. Uh, and so for us, culture is really important. My, my background was uh, I grew up in Toowoomba and played rugby pretty late. Um, moved to Townsville, played some rugby, moved out to Longreach, uh, central Queensland, mm-hmm. and the southeast Queensland. So we sort of spent a fair bit of time trucking around Queensland getting rather familiar with um, the rural, remote and regional rugby competition and seeing that there was a opportunity for, or there was a lack of opportunities for aspiring players, lack of pathway. So soccer rugby ultimately was just a, a way to get uh, a lot of talent that goes unnoticed, um, an opportunity to develop. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, you, you mentioned earlier before we um, we started the recording that um, that kind of the the mental health side of things come is very much hand in hand with 
the rugby side of things as well. So, so what are some of the charities that, that Stockman's supports? What are some of the groups that they support? Well, our Little Windmills of Country uh, Kids charity is one that we're really heavily involved in. Um, uh, they've got the two streams. Um, one of them is the mental health uh, with young people from country areas. And the other one is looking after seriously sick and injured kids, financially supporting them from country areas all over Australia. Little Windmills is really close to our heart and really important. Uh, the other one that we team up with fairly regularly is Are You OK? Mm. Uh, that's, I reckon that's a fantastic initiative. Um, and uh, so when we head to... Perth for the Western Force. They're the two charities that'll be on our team wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll be using some of their um, content when we do our uh, men's health sessions. We'll probably have about three sessions in Perth mm. and then at, at the game be promoting uh, awareness of that through the crowd with various raffles and um, handing out different uh, charitable items to people. So it's a, I think it's a great opportunity to raise awareness for that but also get those guys together and talk about um, something that transcends rugby. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I was actually about to kind of lead into that because, you, you know, you mentioned just then as well that the, the, the game obviously against the forces are focused about rugby, but, you know, there's also the mental health side of things like those classes that you mentioned. Is there anything else that you're doing as well? Because um, you mentioned that you're doing things also at the actual game itself and obviously those men's health sessions. Is, like, are those the kind of the main parts... Um, on the kind of come with the game as well that you guys will be bringing? Yeah, um, there's a couple of non-negotiable, non-negotiable, sorry, that we have with each uh, Stockman Rugby Expression. Um, doing internal sessions with the team is one of them. So we make sure guys are, are aware of that before they're selected. Uh, if they're uncomfortable with it and they don't want to do it, um, then they're aware of it. Um, but there's never any pressure around it too. Like people, uh, they process in different ways. And so we have guys sitting in those sessions really quietly uh, not saying anything, just listening to their mates uh, have a chat. And then it's not uncommon for guys at the end of tours to come up to us and, and talk in private about what they were facing and how that helped them. Um, we found that everyone has something going on underneath the surface. It doesn't mean you have a, uh, a mental health problem or issue, um, but people are really complex um, creatures. And then you get in an environment that where guys open up uh, it really helps a lot of people. So we do those internal sessions, but then, you know, at games, and uh, we made sure we some force who've been great to us uh, that that we could raise awareness for uh, charities like Are You OK and the work they do. So it's a benefit to the um, not-for-profit uh, entity as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's it's the, the, the fact that there is so many different elements to it, not just the game itself, is really... I think is really commendable. Now, now, Nick Henderson, you mentioned Hendo, is taking a charge of kind of the rugby side of things and, like, uh, managing the 25 blokes on the paddock. Um, but I kind of... I'm really ex- fascinated by how this whole fixture with the force kind of came together. Like, how did this kind of all come together and how have they been supportive of all the initiatives and things that you've been... that kind of you've been advocating with Stockman's? We, um... Uh, we sort of, we aim for the stars and hit the trees and more often than not, we shoot a few over the top of the trees as well. So, um, we honestly are just, uh, country and regional people that really want to have a shot and do something good for grassroots rugby in Australia. We reckon, uh, there's a space and a niche there for programs to, um, provide 
people, you know, aspiring players, are just a, a shot at something bigger. It just takes initiative. So with us, um, we looked at the complexities around doing another tour, uh, possibly to the UK, possibly America. Uh, and we've, we've been blessed with a lot of good rugby ambassadors. Chris Roach, mm. um, Michael O'Connor, John Eels, Mark Eller. Uh, and when we put together, saw that the Western Force were doing World Series rugby uh, this year and then launching the competition next year, we thought, well, let's aim for the stars and see if we can get some country blokes a shot at a professional team. How would that fly? So we went to uh, one of our ambassadors who thought it was a good idea, helped us strengthen the application and then uh, threw it past some people that are sort of breathe rarer air than you and I and then mm. that got cuts across to the, the Western Force and, um, and then they considered it. Uh, Matt Hodgson's been instrumental there and in, in grassroots is really important to them, I think. You know, they make sure they're developing their, their talent in the state. Um, it's an important concept. And so it sort of resonated with where they were up to and, and it fits in well with a fixture post their World Series rugby campaign in 2018, but also pre uh, their NRC campaign. So yes. it did get ironed out a little bit late. So we're scrambling a bit now with a month to go. Um, but but there's there's a, been a really good response from the grassroots community, which is, you know, the more opportunities players get, oh, we're, we're big believers in people standing up when the time's right, and we think they'll do that this time too. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of that angle of kind of the amateur versus professional uh, side of things, like, is is a really good one. I mean, Australian rugby has kind of done small things like that in the past, but this is kind of a real, kind of a, a, a more, more notable one than in, in recent years, and it's good that it kind of taps into the grassroots element of it, uh, that particularly as well that the force have kind of been advocating over in the West. Why do you think it's important to have fixtures like this and also, you know, to have a club like Stockman's Rugby? Oh, yeah. And thanks for embracing it, guys. Like, um, mm. the way Green and Gold Rugby have uh, got around it uh, and looked to air some of what we're doing is really important and special to us. So we, firstly, I'd like to appreciate that. Um, secondly, uh, uh, we reckon it's important because uh, it's an era that's that's bygone. It's 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 uh, it casts back to a time that that's passed everyone by. Uh, rugby, uh, we reckon, at its heart, uh, is has those wonderful character traits of mateship, hard work, uh, this relentless uh, pursuit of uh, excellence. There's a thuggery involved with it from a gentleman's level, mm. and all of that belongs to an amateur era that's gone. Um, and, and it's the way of the world and it's the way of sport and there's nothing wrong with that. It's entertainment and got, that's a business in, in and of itself. Um, but since the Lions used to tour and play a combined states team, the last time they did it in 2013, I don't think they'll do it again. In mm. uh, Scotland used to come and play Queensland Country in Toowoomba or New South Wales used to play the touring international sides. Um, this is one of those things, and I don't know if the likes of it uh, a lot in the future. I hope we do because the bridge, the gap between amateur and professional is getting so wide. Um, but we've got a team in the force that uh, the, the the timing's right. There's a there's nothing this year. They had some space for a fixture like this and an appetite to help support grassroots rugby around Australia. Um, but for us um, to seize to look, see an opportunity and sort of have the courage to go for it. So we've got these two worlds colliding in this really uh, interesting 
uh, arena. And I reckon it's really important because uh, although the professional era has brought in a different physique and a different standard of fitness and a whole different understanding of the technical elements of the game, the amateur era has so much heart and so much hunger and, mm. and God Australia wide that want to put their hand up on a bigger stage. Um, so Jimmy Holbeck will be taking the backs. Um, he's a uh, number of caps for the Wallabies and super caps for the Brumbies. Hendo, if you mentioned, he's got a wealth of experience uh, in his coaching uh, and in his super caps and a number of caps for the Wallabies as well. Guy Shepherdson will be around the squad. Mm, yeah. And you get guys who are hungry underneath quality individuals like that, uh, who not only have the character but the experience to impart to them, will lace a few marquee players through the squad to give it some starch as well. So um, I'm really, I think it's incredibly important. And, and uh, I don't think the rugby community at the moment quite knows what to do with it because it's a little bit odd. Uh, but I think... Um, as it builds momentum and as we get into that game and into that arena, uh, we we are really expecting something special because we believe we we've been doing it for a while now and we really believe in grassroots rugby in this country mm. and look forward to look, look forward to the prospect of it against a professional outfit. So we're grateful to the force for having us, grateful to those professionals for giving of their time to uh, invest into the squad and excited about. Um, the guys that have put their resume in and have the courage to stand up and say they'll have a crack. Mm. So, we, yeah, we totally expect something special out of this, Nick. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think it sounds like such a fantastic um, fixture that um, that kind of pr- promotes the fact that the, the that kind of notion, like you say, of having a crack and just... You know, at the end of the day, it's 15 blokes on the paddock just giving it their best shot and it doesn't matter win, lose or draw, you know, it... At the end of the day, you're a team and you play together, and there's a real sense of comradeship to it, which I think is is really great. And yeah, it's, and the fact that it is amateurs coming up against professionals, I think, adds such a, a, a and also a kind of a sense of you know that so many of those professional players often came from that background. So this would be a fixture that I think you know for a lot of four. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Absolutely, and. Uh, a lot of this club rugby, um, you know, there's a big schoolboy pathway now and, and club rugby still has its place and we feed the professional system. But there's a lot of guys there, I think, that um, will enjoy the opportunity to um, put their hand up. And, and you're right, the force, everyone starts somewhere. So I fully expect um, there'll be some blokes that uh, this will be one of those connections in life and they'll be able to look back at this fork in the road where they took the challenge of applying for this fixture with the Stockman, playing the Western Force, and then getting the opportunity to go on to a professional career. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think that would be... Just the, the, the thought that to see that where that would happen would, would be fantastic. So kind of for all of our listeners in the West and for all our Force fans, the match uh, between the Western Force and Australian Country Stockman Rugby is on... The Saturday, the 25th of August uh, in Perth. And kind of just as a last point um, for you, Sean, before I let you go, um, kind of what do you hope that this fixture will do in terms of not only the debate around men's health, but also kind of for Stockman's rugby and and the game in general? We've kind of been talking a lot about, you know, uh, about men's health and about the connection of club. Uh, But what do you hope that this fixture will, uh, will do? Oh, for us, it's um, we're always about the individual, and I reckon if you go into it with our program first or our agenda first, 
then we're we're trying to climb uh, a ladder that steps on the heads of those we're trying to actually promote. So for us, we put our program right at the back and we try to make a really good point of getting guys into the squad that are, have got fantastic characters, that are aspiring to the next level. Uh, and ultimately, what I think it will do is shock um, uh, a lot of people at, at, at what this team can put together in the limited time they have. And these guys will be paying for themselves as well. So mm, yeah. it, will, it will cost them something to be there. Um, so I think there'll be a shock about how they perform. And I also think as we promote individuals who are worth promoting, um, uh, that they'll get opportunities um, to go further in their rugby. And that's ultimately what our program's all about. And if in the midst of all of that, uh, guys can sit back and have a think about um, some of the emotional issues that they will inevitably face in life uh, from a different perspective and a healthy one, uh, then it's a win all round for us. Mm, absolutely, mate. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for coming on the Green and Gold pod on the Dropped Kickoff. And, uh, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing this fixture and seeing it go and uh, and seeing how you guys progress over the next little while. Thanks, mate. Thanks for your support, Nick. Cheers. Cheers, mate. All right, so that was the uh, that was Sean Mackin, co-founder of uh, Stockman Rugby. Nick, Nick, what do you think of that little chat you had with him? Key points, takeaways. That, that every single person in WA should get along to that match. Um, it's a really good. Uh, it's a really Stockman Rugby is a great thing. You should be. Uh, it's really good worth worth the support, and it's uh, it really supports and sponsors uh, a really important. Thing, which is mental health. So uh, get along and support it. Yeah. Um, if you want more information about Stockman, I believe entries are closed to be a part of the playing group. Um, but if you want more information, go to Stockman Rugby. That's S-T-O-C-K-M-A-N rugby.com um, for more information. Um, if you want more, I think, what more could you want out of this podcast? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how well... Uh, Nick can get 15 blokes or more, 20, 23 blokes to gel in a week. That'll be interesting. But, um, yeah, get along, check it out, support Australian rugby. I guess that's us for another week. See you later. But what did go wrong? I have to look look and think about it, think about it deeply, very deeply. Did it hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Shirley Bombo? A bit of genius, a bit of magic, Shirley Bombo. Very interesting. Very good, yeah. Very good. Three cheers for Sir Eddie Bombo. Very good, very good.